We all love big, gorgeous, and fabulous things, but we can't forget about the tiny, beautiful things, which is what we're talking about in today's episode of Super Soul Sit Down. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, hey, we're in here What's on a Monday. <laughs> we love. I love the beat. I just have to Feeling do something. Feeling a little bit like it's not Monday, though, because, of course, celebrating Labor Day. Did you do anything fun? I think I you went, were working, Yeah, right? I went to work. Who Laboring Woo! on Labor Day. <laughs> it's all good. The American way, right? <laughs> I took today to kind of do nothing, and I feel like that's a... There we go. Yes. That's, it's like self-work, so I worked, too. I just... Took a much-needed relaxing day, which was good. It just looked different. Now we're going to do a little bit more work. Yes. Because today we are talking about um, Cheryl Strayed. She wrote a book called Tiny Beautiful Things, which I love because sometimes we're so focused on all these grandiose things that happen, but really the things that matter can be so tiny. It's a day off and enjoying that like you did today and you know things like that and making little tweaks to our intentions and attitudes and whatever else we can do. So we're going to talk about all that stuff today. And we want you guys to stick around to the end because we also have Own Your Soul. And Haley did a really fun poll on Instagram. We're going to share those results with you as well. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Super Soul Sit Down, the after show for Super Soul Conversations by Oprah. I am your super excited to be here host, Jamie, and I am sitting next to the ever so lovely spirited Haley J. Hi, guys. Haley J. back at it on a Monday. And of course, we're always ready to dive on in. Yes. So let's do it. So for those of you who don't know who Cheryl Strayed is, Oprah had a conversation with her, but she's the author of number one New York Times bestselling memoir, memoir Wild, the New York Times bestseller Tiny Beautiful Things, and Brave Enough, um, and the novel Torch. So Wild actually was chosen by Oprah as her first selection for her book club 2.0, and Strayed's books have been translated into nearly 40 languages around the world and have been adapted for both the screen and the stage, including an Oscar-nominated movie adaptation of Wild, which stars Reese Witherspoon, which was super cool. That's incredible. That It's one thing to get your message out there and finally get your book published, but to see it do so well, to see Oprah give it the recognition, and then, <laughs> you know, no big deal, Oprah is one of her best friends, Reese Witherspoon, just playing you. I can't even imagine how that must feel to know that your words affected so many people and they want to put it on the big Hollywood screen. I actually yes. haven't seen the movie yet, but especially after listening to this, I know it's been out for a while, but yeah. I'm, I'm like, I need to see this now. I know. Maybe we'll do that and make it our homework. Can we do like, that? We'll see it over the Maybe you know, some wine and just, you know, yeah. talk about our thoughts. <laughs> Get our super soul sit down on. Yeah, so one thing that I really loved about her with Cheryl was her voice. She was so peaceful. I could just tell oh, she's man. been through some things and worked through some things. Yeah. That's how I felt. It's funny how you can tell in someone's voice, too. And it's even like we do it ourselves. So you, you're all panicked and you're rushed. And then when you finally get to that piece, like everything about you just seems slower and calmer. And it radiates from all different crevices. Crevices. Yeah, crevices. crevices of your body <laughs> and even in your voice. And the fact that you could pick that up is telling yeah. yeah it was very like she's grounded so go ahead cheryl with go ahead cheryl. That's <laughs> awesome. so of course something that we talk about often is taking responsibility on this show and the first thing that oprah said was was really adamant about you own your own life like whether you're rich poor angry sad whatever it is you have to own your own stuff and do your own thing what do you think about that idea of self-pity being dead and taking the reins on your life. What really stuck out to me immediately is when Cheryl said, we have this idea that 
telling people about our horrible experiences or repeating that, you know, we got screwed over, this or this happened is like, somehow we think that that's going to release us from that. And I, I'm guilty of that. I've caught myself, you know, repeating stories of I had a bad day and this happened and things were out of my control and it wasn't my fault. And, and I had to stop and think like, do I think by telling multiple people (laughs) that that's going to release me from the pain it caused me? Or can I say this happened? It sucked, but what am I going to do? Let's move on and not allow that energy to keep taking more than it already took from me. And I'm giving it all that power to do that every single time I bring it up to someone new. And I think it's one thing to like, you know, tell your friends and vent, get it off your chest. I think that's important, but it's also like once you put it out there, release it and let it go. Yeah. I mean, that's advice I could definitely take because I can be a little bit of a venter and I've had to reel it in because that's how my emotions work. I'm very emotional. Mm -hmm. But once it comes out and I'm done, I'm done. I don't need to like rehash it. I might storytell and it might be very vibrant and you might feel like you were just there, but I promise I'm over it. But getting through that is something that I definitely want to focus on too. Yeah. See, I felt a little called out, but in a good way where (laughs) I've noticed that I I have had days where I tell, and I think it's a part of me just wants to fill everyone in on my life, but I I think sometimes everyone doesn't need to know everything and it's healthier (laughs) for me to let it go once, once I am done with it, you know, and, but to be done with it faster, basically. Yeah. So she was saying, you know, the story of complaint and relinquishing like sorrows of the past. It sounds kind of dramatic, like sorrows of the past. It sounds like 10 years ago, but it can be something as soon as like yesterday, like that made me sad. Or what I like about the word relinquish is is a powerful word. It's like one thing that I know I want to work on also is, yeah, to not give those old stories so much power because then you're living backwards instead of reaching forward. Like, sure, things, even yesterday, an hour ago and all the way in the past could have been whack. But this hour and forward could be like the bombest life ever if I let it happen. It's like any part of you that's holding on to negative energy, whether it was five minutes ago or five years ago, that's still weighing you down to some capacity. And you're 100% right that it is up to us. And we're the only ones that can do it to choose how we want to take that next step. Yep. Yeah, and I so. think that's how we are responsible for bringing it into our lives because we literally are. We continue to hold on to it. Yeah. Well, I'm taking responsibility because... Right now. Yes. <laughs> it is September. And so in the I was sharing with Haley, in the month of July, I did this whole thing on Instagram, comparison cleanse, the ways we can stop comparing ourselves to the old, our old self, other people, social media, all that. And... This month, I'm very inspired to dedicate myself to renewal of the mind because everything that we talk talk about has to do with the mindset. And I always tell people, no matter if you're thinking about becoming a parent, getting into a relationship, entrepreneurship, all of that is fine. Creativity, relationships, all of that. But if your mind ain't right, like it's going to be hard to navigate. Life is hard as it is already, but I'm just saying like the biggest thing that I want to conquer is... The power I have over my own mind, my own thoughts, and my emotional maturity. Absolutely. I'm dedicated. It's the concept of, you know, what does your foundation look like before you start building? So I believe the mind is your foundation. If you don't get that straight, then (laughs) everything you build is eventually going to topple down because it's not secure in the first place. Yeah. But that's that's where these discussions live because it's so much easier said than done to get that mind right. And I think forgiveness in understanding that you can have a solid month, two months, three months where like you're thinking straight, everything's good. And then you might fall down again. But I think it's the strength 
to forgive, to not hold on to the mistakes of yesterday or that day, and to move forward again. Yeah, and I like to call that grace. Just some good old grace. Like, God gives us grace. Can we give ourselves some grace? I think um, when I think about the power of your mindset and, you know, relinquishing the past and all of these things, I look at it like going to the gym. And I may have mentioned this before, but it's like, you can work out three weeks straight, but there's going to be a moment where you got the cookies or you got the this or that, but your body has muscle memory. So when you get back on it, the snapback is a lot faster. Right. And I think it's the same with these brain, like mind trainings and being intentional and releasing emotions and doing things like that. Even if you do slip, once you're cognizant of it, you can get back into the rhythm of being happy, healthy, peaceful, and having a more positive mindset. I agree. And I was kind of proud of myself with this past week was not the best, I will say. I had some Mm. definitely struggle times, but I challenged myself to look for the good in every single thing that happened. And that was the first time where I was like, yeah, you know, life happens for us. But I was like, no, let's really try and figure out why this happened. And every single you know, bad thing that happened, I was able to find a lesson out of it. And I like immediately learned it right then. I was like, okay, I see it now. And it did help my perspective moving forward. And, you know, even last night wasn't great, but I wrote a song for the first time in six months. And I think that like, I had to be in that mind space to bring out that song. And so I'm like, okay, I guess that's why that happened. And you just forgive yourself and go along the way, which it's, it's, it's a challenge, but I think we can grow if we have that right perspective. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I love that. I was going to ask you, like, what was one of the struggles and what came out of it? But that's perfect. Um, Artistry, creativity, if you were feeling some kind of way, but a song came out of it and you haven't written in six months. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) And that was the thing, too. I didn't have any intention of sitting down and and writing, but I was like, you know what? I'm just inspired. I'm going to record this right now. And I'm excited about it, too. Like, that's the cool thing. Like, it can lead to new things and September new month and who knows what's gonna happen I love it I love when it's the first and I love that the first started on the first day of the week a Sunday and my week was interesting too so I went to New York for a wedding and this is I think this show uh the new moon the beginning of the month and some of the happenings that have gone on in the past week have really given me clarity and opened my eyes to some things and mostly when it comes to love you know um I was in a situation where I was trying to date someone. I guess that's what you can say. Um, And it wasn't... There's a part of me that knew it kind of wasn't working out. But at the same time, um, I was getting confused on whether... Okay, is this a red flag or something we need to work on? Am I being too mean? Mm -hmm. The disease to please? Is that what Oprah called it? Or you have the disease to please? I think she said that. So it's like all of these (laughs) things, but... And it's apparently contagious because a lot of us women especially have it. (laughs) Yes. So when I was thinking about love, I was like, you know what? Even though the situation didn't work out, I'm not as falling apart as I'd normally be. It's like I have a clear perspective in the sense that something in this show that really stood out is like we can change our mind. And it's not the end of the world. Like even though I exchanged um, ideas with this person as if we were going to be together long term. That wasn't the case. And I feel okay with it because I know in the long run, that just wasn't going to be it. And it feels good to not feel mean about it. Um, cause even whether it's just you or the other person, um, if you're not in belief about where you can head, you start to force puzzle pieces that don't yes. really work. And that doesn't serve anyone. It so. sounds like you really just tapped into your truth and you, Ooh. You didn't question it. You just no. believed it. You uh, you said this is a message that 
my mind and my heart is telling me and I need to go with that. Yeah. And that's so cool. Like, that's a really awesome thing that you did that. And that's the thing from the outside. I would have no idea you just went through like a breakup (laughs) because you're just like, I got it. I know. I know what's good for me and what's not. And it doesn't mean that person's a bad person. It's just not not your fit. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. On my way to New York, it's just a mini story, but on my way to New York, um, I was so, my brain was so heavy with all of these thoughts. And I was like, in prayer, like, Lord, I'm making an idol out of this situation. I'm thinking more about what's going on and what's happening and what, 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 than I am about being open to the present moment. Can we talk about repeated messages? Because I keep (sighs) hearing that over and over that you're giving your issue, you're like, you're making that the winner and you're giving all of your attention to the negative and you're just raising up your devils basically and Mm. like why am I doing that and I I really was and so that sounds exactly what you did and then I did want to talk about when Oprah said you have the right to change your mind yes it occurred to me that I never really say oh I'm not going to do this because I changed my mind it's almost Mm. like uh, do you ever catch yourself saying I'm not because I just changed my mind like I said I was going to do this but you, you find yourself making some excuse. You find yourself doing everything but saying, oh, I just changed my mind. Because yeah. it's almost like we feel like we shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, in some areas, I've become real good at it. Because there's a part of me that could just be like, yep, and I'm not doing it. Yeah. But then there's also some situations where I do. I want to dance around it, again, because I want to be nice. Mm-hmm. I don't want people not to like me. I don't yeah. want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, even though if I was really thinking... Um, you know, about myself and the other person, I would just be honest. Because that's what I would want. I wouldn't want somebody... I had a girlfriend once, and um, I was in her closet. I was like, ooh, girl, could I borrow this? And she was like, no, because that's my favorite. And I know it was so hard for her to say no. But I was appreciative, because I'm like, girl, I don't want to be out in your stuff. And you're just, like, cringing over, like, if I spill anything on it, what's going on? That's my favorite outfit. I'd rather you just be like, no, I changed my mind. Like, you can't and again, you can also say it in a nice way. You don't have to be mean to people about things. Yeah. It's like your approach has a lot to do with it too. That part, the approach, definitely. Mm-hmm. I can receive that. Um, so just going in that, what they said on the show too is um, when you do what you want, wait, what, as opposed to do what will make me happy, doing what others want as opposed to doing what will make you happy. It kind of goes back to the same thing like, I'd rather stay true to me than try to stay true to you because that is a flighty, how do I explain it? If I'm trying to do something for you, you're an outside force. But if I'm being true to me, truth has weight to it. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I think it leaves less, you know, opportunity for signals to get crossed that way. I think if we're being true to ourselves, but I think we tell ourselves a story that we need to do things for other people. And I think that's why relating back to Cheryl's book wild, I think that was why she had to separate from everyone else and be alone Mm. and take that journey because all of those outside voices really did start to affect her and Mm. she needed to figure out what she wanted. And I, you didn't see the movie, right? No, I didn't. We didn't see it, but thankfully our after buzz, amazing producer did. So he, um, I think he has some tips for us about what he thought and what he took from it. So can you chime on it? Can we hear you? Hey guys, Ryan Nilsson here. I'm the head of the popcorn talk network here at after buzz TV and, uh, love producing this show. Super soul sit down. It's really interesting. You uh, brought up this guest today. I wasn't familiar um, with her entire life, but I did see the film Wild because I see movies mm. all the time. And um, the film Wild is 
It's so is good, it first off. Yeah, it is wild. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. But um, just speaking on Cheryl, is it Strayed? Strayed? I believe so. Strayed. Strayed. Yes. She... Strayed. What's so fascinating about it is like she goes on this major walk because her mom just passed away and she's recovering from an addiction of heroin. Which, you know, we're talking about things going on in our lives, not saying one's, you know, worse than the other, but those are two really bad things. That'd be extremely yeah. difficult. Yeah. I mean, that's that's two major blows right there. But uh, what's so fascinating about the film is that it just shows someone kind of escaping from their their current life, like their reality, and just Ooh. going on a journey. It's an 1,100-mile walk on the Pacific uh, Crest Trail that's wild. <laughs> it is wild. I just can't even put myself in that place. I can't imagine. Not at all. I mean, and well, and the film just kind of shows all the uh, all what goes through her mind and just kind of resetting herself. And I feel oh. like with this show, Super Soul, um, and, and just talking about the, the conversation of you know life's going to throw a bunch of punches at you and how and how we deal with it. We all deal with it in different ways. And her way was really fascinating and how she just went on this journey. Now I know a lot of people don't have the luxury. Or maybe financial ability to just kind of take off and go on a walk for a while. But it was really interesting to think, like, that escape can really reset your mind like it did for Cheryl. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I would get emotional watching it, but it was... We got to watch this It was pretty fascinating. Yeah, just it spoke a lot about how just an escape from reality and really just putting yourself out of your comfort zone can totally reset it goes back to what you were saying Haley, about um just just following on like your mind resets when you get into a rhythm and she went on this big trip so that when she comes back she could really reset back into her everyday life well and i think just even on a smaller scale if you're not able to take this big and potentially dangerous trip you can at least separate yourself maybe go to the beach for a weekend with just like one good friend or Put down your phone for the whole weekend. I think just that concept of sometimes you need to reset everything and that a lot of times means changing your environment. I think that's also a big takeaway from her journey. But I would be kind of terrified to be alone. But from my takeaway, it seems like every fear in her life already happened. So I think it removed her fear going forward for this journey. It was hitting a bottom, I think. She she talked about like she had to hit a bottom before she... um, she could really fully recover and i think that was just the way that she was able to reset yeah and change of environment or just maybe taking those vacation days even if you don't have a vacation planned like you might just need that day off like sometimes we get so consumed in our work yes that you need that break and this was a really health healthy break for her and i think a lot of people don't take breaks like that they kind of i feel like when a lot of people schedule vacations it's so much work just Mm. getting there when really the vacation you might need is just time at home or time away by yourself well put i i would agree i think that you know there's this fine line between everyone saying oh i need a me day and uh and i know schools are incorporating you know kids to be able to take mental health days but i think as long as that's not taken advantage of it's absolutely amazing to see the generations moving forward focusing on that because i do think it's extremely important to not only open the conversation to that we're all struggling and I I really believe that when we talk about things it's really really going to decrease the amount of shootings and horrible things that we're seeing because I believe the base of it is conversations and your you know mental well-being obviously you're not in a good place if you do something like that so I think the worst part is sometimes these people just need people to talk to and everything could be different if they just had someone show them that they care 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's a huge part of things. And I would love as a thank you so much for sharing thank that, you, by Ryan. the way. Like, that was the best. Produce the Ryan, everybody. Okay. Of Woo-hoo. course, of course. Thank you. Keep it up, you guys. <laughs> yes, thank you. So, one thing when you guys were talking, what I was um, hearing is yeah, we don't do enough of it. Our society and the things that we have, the way things are set up are about hustle and work and do this, do that. But I'm going to tell you now, I am, I don't know if it's because I don't have kids or maybe because I grew up as a military brat, but when it's time for me to take a break, I have no shame. If it means quit the job, move across the country, whatever I have to do, I'm willing to do it because I'd rather do that. And then to be honest, figure out how I'm going to pay my bills later. Like I give myself the time and space, um, you know, back to even when I said New York, I was so depressed in California, I couldn't see anything anymore. So I moved myself across the country. I moved to New York City by myself because I just did. I had a dream. My friend had a dream. That was all of the word I needed to make that move. And it ended up changing my life. And sometimes you have to... This is an opportunity, too, to see hitting rock bottom as a blessing. Mm -hmm. It never feels like it, but it really is. What do you think about those rock bottom moments when you're, like, down to nothing? Well, I fortunately don't think I've – I can even say I've been to rock bottom. And the low moments I've had, like, even just these last couple weeks that were a little tough for me, like I said, I was trying to find out why these things were happening, and I – you know, they, they're, they suck at the time. Like that's not things that you want to deal with. They're not feelings you want to feel, but it is true that without those experiences, the, the moments of realization wouldn't be as, as bright. They wouldn't make sense the way they do after going through everything. And even, you know, working your way up the line and in a career, like you don't, you realize that like you're so much more well prepared and you're capable of that position because you worked every step of the way and you know the grind and then hopefully you would respect the people below you because you know exactly where that was you and you want to give them that same respect. So I do think these are the realities of life and, you know, just taking things in as experiences too, not putting so much weight on this is horrible, but okay, this is something I'm experiencing and it's going to be okay. And it's a repeated message I have to tell myself. But yeah. I ultimately think it works in our favor if we choose to see how that's happening for us. Yeah, even in the podcast, it maybe it wasn't the exact words, but um, everything that happens to us is for us. You know, the good things and the bad things are used for our greater good. And I totally agree with that. And sometimes we're not able to see it until it's sometimes in retrospect. Sometimes it's a long time, right? I was going to say that. <laughs> like, wait a minute. And let me ask you, so you went to New York, but so what brought you back to California? Oh my gosh, I was going through hell. <laughs> um, it was crazy. Like, yo, you guys, yo, like, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, even going back to New York on this trip, it's just wild how things meet full circle. Like, I wanted to do a favor someone for someone when I got there. So that's what I focused on because I said that prayer I told you about. I was feeling heavy on the plane. Then I was like, you know what? Let me focus on what I want to do and the good things. I want to bless somebody with something. So I focused on that. Didn't know how I was going to get there. Um, and long story short, it all worked out. The Uber driver, this, that, and the other. And so when this guy offered me a favor to take me exactly where I needed to go, When I got in the car, we talked about God for 45 minutes. And what it reminded me of was before that moment when I left New York and had to come back home. Because I I was raised in believing in God. But then you get older and you're kind of like, oh, Buddhism and nature. And what are these Muslims talking about? Like, I don't know. I've become very explorative in my spiritual walk. But three weeks before stuff really hit the fan, I could feel God calling me back. 
it was the oddest thing. Like I went, I wrote a letter, dropped it off the bridge. It sounds, I know I'm jumping no, I all over, love but that. That's so I just cool. had a moment where I had to release things. Right. So I write this letter cause things were getting tough and I could feel it. I could feel something bad was about to happen. So I just wrote, I dropped this letter off the um, bridge. I used to live on the West river and when I was done, I had a moment of releasing things. I looked down and I found a quarter. Well, that quarter had my birth year on it. So I just knew God was speaking to me. So I, this is, this is why we can't be bogged down with worry and doubts and stress. I have to be able to, it's not, oh, that was a quarter. It's like, wait a minute. I feel something happening. I just had a moment. I looked down. This has my birth. It was a rebirth. Back to her book. It's the little things it's that you notice. It's the tiny little things that are so beautiful. And well, because I think it takes us being present to see you, the tiny things. Man, you, you know have I mean? to. We have to clear the clutter of our minds I in order that, to receive that. I noticed that when we do find ourselves so go, 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 so busy on our schedule, mm. we start to take for granted life. And we yeah. start to think that we live in this ever- ongoing existence and we not to be all morbid but we don't think that we're gonna die we're just like this is forever forever. and we got to do this and you know i have to make this deadline because i have this for my job but what if it all not again not to be so depressing but what if it all just stopped what can you look back that happens to people every day yeah like what can you exactly it does happen to people every day and i think if we get these lessons now that we don't have to have something terrible to happen to understand it. If we can just live our lives and check in with ourselves and be like, I'm feeling, and it's good to be passionate. That's the thing too. Like we're, we also live in a world where we are taught that, especially this industry, we're taught that we need to be the go-getters. We need to show them that we'll be first in line. We'll be last to leave. But sometimes all of that me needing to be the best makes you the worst on the inside. So I think it is being clear with what works for you. And (laughs) if you feel so miserable doing something that you say you want, maybe it's time to refocus. And not only that, like Cheryl said, she's like, I need to take a nap, y'all. Like, I'm not going to be going hard like that. I need to take a break. And it took her being 50. And even (laughs) Oprah said she remembers when she turned 50 and these moments they have. And I, I think there is a beauty with realizing things as you age. But I also think that we are living in a time of luxury where we have podcasts and we can it's basically like we're sitting down with Oprah Winfrey getting this free advice on a podcast platform that you know why wait why not get these lessons that we have the you know luck and gratitude to learn now let's like incorporate that now yeah and whether you're 14 25 or 50 you can get these lessons it's easy accessible and You know, one thing that you said that stood out to me is, you know, maybe we don't have to get to these terrible things in order to get the lesson. But I think that, yes. And I also feel like, you know, back to the story I was kind of sharing, the only way I was able to get through is because I could see those tiny things because it was definitely a storm. It was a whirlwind. But the but the little things like the quarter and the the moments that I was feeling, the, me feeling God calling me back, me undergirding myself with a word that I knew would get me through things. It was almost like I was living in a cloud while all of this stuff was going on around. So there's something very valuable in being as present as possible, not looking at things like you said, oh my God, it's horrible. It's this, it's that. But if you can truly see that, okay, this will be used for my good. Let me take a deep breath. Okay. And then, you know, whatever you believe in, God's got my back or I'm going to be okay. What do I need to see in this? Not being so busy. So you can't check in with how Mm -hmm. you feel. All of these things, you know, completely matter. I kind of felt like I was in middle school again when I did this, but 
It was just that simple. We've heard this a million times. Believe in yourself. It's on every like <laughs> home decor thing in TJ Maxx. But I wrote <laughs> on my paper that I have like this list of ideas and stuff. And I wrote, believe in yourself. And I think those three words, as cliche, as overheard as they might be, it's almost like we say it so many times that we stopped actually taking the importance of what it says. And I just need to get back to believing I'm brought here for a reason. And it's not going to happen overnight because it's not supposed to because I still have things I need to learn. And clearly, like the the lessons of the last couple of weeks, I just, you know, little dumb mess ups at work. But I noticed that, oh, my mind's not in the right place and I need to be appreciative of that in-between process. And that's going to make me that much more prepared when I get to where I'm supposed to be. And as much as I want it to happen tomorrow, it's, well, it could happen tomorrow. But it's, it sure it's, it's just like I have to trust and that process and let that stuff go. And it's so funny because when you said that, what I'm hearing, I don't know if it's just for you, but I'm like, it's happening now. So whatever it is, it's happening now. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, there are people in rooms and on emails and all of these things talking about us and we don't have any idea. Because when it actually yeah. unfolds, it's because there was all my this roommate stuff going just on. said that exact thought. See, that works for you, like, girl. <laughs> she's like, we could be sitting here and having, you know, all of these stresses, all of these thoughts, but we don't know if someone is, you know, sending your check in the mail the moment you're thinking it's not coming or something like that. And I actually had a quick little story. I actually had a really yeah. funny just lesson of how people are. We're just so in our heads, and we're usually wrong about what people think of <laughs> us. Yes. I am um, one of my friends. We were sitting on the couch and I had this feeling that I was just like talking too much and like being kind of annoying. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I'm like talk- making too many comments and being weird. And she was literally having the exact opposite thought where she thought I didn't like the movie because she didn't think I was laughing at it. So we were having the <laughs> so complete funny. opposite like thoughts. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. To this situation we're just talking about a movie but how many times does that probably happen in life how many times are our own thoughts so powerful that it becomes reality to us but we could be so wrong and we could sabotage things for ourselves just because we're stuck up here yeah absolutely and that's why i think the best way just like cheryl did the best way to get out of being stuck in your mind is to Take a break. Go in nature. Do whatever you can do. If you don't have the time at work, take it anyway. I'm sorry. Like, I started. Did I tell that- you that my therapist <laughs> actually recommended this to me? She said to start taking my lunch breaks outside. Yeah. So I pack my little towel and I have a, myself a little picnic. And sometimes it's awkward when the leaf blower man comes out and I'm trying to eat lunch. But <laughs> I do feel better just that 30 minutes of separating myself, being outside in nature yeah. and little spot in the shade. I'm like, wow, sometimes this is like all it takes to yeah. just feel better. So why do you think we construct all of that stuff in our mind? Do you think it's to keep ourselves safe? Do you think it because it makes it comfortable? Do you think it has anything to do with vulnerability or lack thereof? Like, why do you think we... I think it's think a mixture that? of a lot of things. I think people around us in that whole, like you were saying, comparison, I think wanting to make sure that we are seen as successful, that we see ourselves as successful. There's a lot of outside pressure. So I think unfortunately, and this is what's frustrating to me, that it's so much easier for our mind to go to a negative place before positive. Like it's easier to say what you don't like about yourself before you focus on what you do like about yourself. And I want to reconstruct my mind to choose the positive voice over that like devil. So I think it's, it's, it's a hard thing because you're like, how do I kind of 
get rid of my subconscious. That's the hardest part of turning off those thoughts that are just there. So I just want to train that subconscious mind to be positive thoughts instead of negative ones. Well, we're doing that this month because I feel Working it so it. heavy in my spirit. <laughs> it's a renewal of the mind. It's like doing crunches. If I do 100 crunches a day, I'm coming out at the end of the month with some abs, okay? So we're going to really? be doing it. Well, would you have abs if you did that? Yeah, I think so. You probably would. Yeah. Well, you got to watch what you eat, too, which is the same thing as watching what you feed your it's, subconscious. It's like a balance of everything. A balance, right? What we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're saying all has mm. everything to do Great with point. how we retrain our subconscious. What we are choosing to take in, whether we realize it or not. And that's yep. why you have to be so careful. You do. With social media especially. Because mm. even if you're browsing and browsing, if you keep clicking on those things, those are the things with the algorithm that's going to come up. So if that's not serving you, if you're just, I don't look like her. She's prettier than me. I need to have her. But you're gonna, yeah. that's a negative cycle that you're not going to get out of because you're literally just reinforcing those images you're to show reinforcing up. and affirmations ain't gonna work for you if you're watching you know love and hip-hop it could be cool sometimes you gotta take I it in love, doses I, the Hollywood yeah, I watch. yeah. <laughs> it's not bad but you know what i'm saying if it's constantly like whoop, 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 yeah you know but then yeah. you're like i'm peaceful in the mirror i'm peaceful i'm happy i love people but then at night you're watching people cussing each other out it's counterproductive right it's it's a balance of like okay i'm in a good place that's why i usually do like one episode <laughs> at a time and the same things yeah. with like shows like 13 reasons why i oh, really enjoy that show but heavy. i typically only watch it in small doses because then i turn on queer eye after it to to, to, you know <laughs> or super soul when i'm feeling sometimes if i'm stressed like i just put on an oprah episode and i'm like there's always such a good message and i always feel better after listening to it so yeah. it's finding those little things for you that work and not and like you don't need to apologize for not wanting to go out one night. I used to even feel this guilt like I'm 26. I should always want to go out and party, but I don't. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. I sh- I don't I don't need to feel guilty for not wanting to be at a club every night. Sorry, I don't want to. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry. <laughs> one thing I totally love too about this episode and this I've learned to embrace. I don't embrace it all the time because when I'm going through it, I can, you know, I'll have my vent best, but being tested um is a gift. Like everything being seamless is boring. And I do think about it when I tell you guys these stories or share with you things, it's because I overcame and came through some wild stuff. And I'm still here and I don't look like what I went through. I don't, you know, it gives you character and layers and yes, and depth and ability to help others. Like for me, I can relate it to looking at a picture because I, okay, no shame to sorority (laughs) girls, but sometimes I remember like I would see a picture of a bunch of like absolutely beautiful sorority girls, but they're all like so perfect looking and all wearing, you know, the same dress and the same pose. And to me, I'm like, yeah, you look gorgeous, but like I'd rather see like a raw photo of like a cool girl in a punk band or just like something different. So, and it's just like, it to me, it's just more exciting. And so yeah. that concept bringing back to Cheryl when she said, if everything in life was perfect and it was seamless, that eventually would not fulfill you at all. Mm-mm. And back to what you said earlier, her idea of saying self-pity, it's just a dead-end road. You're not getting out of that mind space if you're like, poor me, poor me. It's just like, sorry. You yeah, know, it's like, like you're, not, you're not working towards anything. And yeah. just um, this idea that you can reclaim yourself and just accepting that you can't change the past, I, I'm working on that a lot. I've caught myself replaying mistakes or things I would have done differently, but... I'm like, well, you know, you didn't do it differently. This is what you did, so yeah. let's move on. Or 
continue throwing the pity party of one because other people <laughs> need to move on and live their lives yeah. and they don't need to hear your sob story. Yeah, I definitely think, I don't know any of you guys um, into numerology. I have to figure out what number nine signifies. I see the same numbers all the time. Yeah, so I totally believe in and that. I looked it up and my tattoo matches the meaning. Oh, That's so? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's totally a thing. So I know. It's so <laughs> but why I'm saying that is because I just really, there's something about this month starting that has really birthed something new in everybody. I feel like everybody's ready to go. We're ready to change our minds. We're ready. Because I feel like about two months ago, it was like, oh, we're going to level up. Everybody's going to level up. And sure, like you have to have those thoughts and it's a process to trickle down. But now I just feel like we are moving past issues we've been dealing with for a long time. We're dealing with problems in such a much more healthier way now. I just feel something new. So I just feel like nine for September. Nine has to be something new. So I, I don't know, to see but it has to be is. something. I'm just feeling I it. feel that energy too. And to shed the good and the light of social media, I feel like when I see posts about, because I just saw that September is all about beginnings. And oh, okay. I know there each month obviously starts with a one and yes. that's the beginning, but I do feel like I've seen it a lot more with September, mm. especially. And the idea that people are posting things like this tells me, Look at, here we go. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, we're all feeling this way. So it does make you feel better when you're like, it's not just me. We all struggle. And um, I think it's that sense of community is what brings us together. Yeah, well, shoot. With that being said, it sounds like a perfect opportunity to talk about Cheryl. I know you have some great news and gossip on her. Yeah. So let's dive right in and see what you got to say about that. So this is really cool. She was actually one of 10 women that was represented for the Statues for Equality Project. So mm. uh, last, I think it was last Monday or the Monday before, I think it was just last Monday, actually, Women's Equality Day. So in Manhattan, a husband and wife artist, their names were Gilly and Mark Shatner, they wanted to balance gender representation to the public through forms of art. So Cheryl is one of 10 women represented. That's and I just think that's the coolest thing. Like, what a feeling to be represented in such a positive way. And then to have a couple bring that to life through art where everyone can see it and everyone can be reminded that this is what it's about. Like, I just think that's the coolest thing. And I was happy to see that success. Obviously, she's had a lot of success through her book already, but just to see this come to life for um, the the Women's Equality Day was especially exciting for her. Yeah, I love that. And it ties seamlessly into what we were just talking about, this kind of collective consciousness when we're all together because, you know, Cheryl moving in her purpose and what she felt was, well, she was vulnerable enough to share with the world inspired another couple who knows it's important for people to see and know that. So they work together to make this happen just by being who they are. That's amazing. Yeah, and like we said last week, sometimes if we don't see why the bad things happened, someone else does. And sometimes it takes us learning how that affected other people to then realize the good effects it has back on us, seeing that yeah. you made that change in someone else's life because of what you went through. I think that's when those moments do make sense and just believing that it will make sense. Yeah, it fills you up. It's reciprocal energy. Energy is reciprocal. What you put out comes it's, back. That's and, so true. Yeah. So that I just and love that. how we're responsible for the energy we bring to a room. Just no matter saying. what day you had, any room you walk into is a new door to bring in a new energy, and it's up to you. Yeah, I think Oprah said last episode, karma doesn't lose an address. Yep. So, not to put the fear into you, but at the same time, but it's gonna come. But it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say. So this is a perf perfect time to talk about own your soul. This is our special segment where we 
find a way to take this lesson in our week and own our own soul. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Yeah. I know. I was like, oh. <laughs> so Haley, I love how you do these Instagram thingies yeah. and polls every um, week that we do this. So share the inspiration behind this one and what the results were. Well, she was just talking. Cheryl was talking about being vulnerable and that I believe her exact words were saying that vulnerability it, to say that's a weakness is a lie and mm. that the bravest thing we can actually do is tell the truth. So I just wanted to bring it to social media and, and ask people that followed me if it was hard for them to be vulnerable. And it was kind of down the middle. I think we are making progress with a lot of people um, being a lot more open these days about how they're feeling. But the majority, 57% over 43% saying no, still does feel like it's hard for them to show those inner feelings. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm interested in this. I don't know what I would have expected to see um, the numbers. Um, And again, for myself, vulnerability, it's a tough one. It's case by case almost. Because if I'm if I haven't healed from something, then it will be hard for me to be vulnerable vulnerable about it because the wound isn't healed. I don't want you poking at it right now. Yeah, let me you know. But then some stuff is just like you know what I feel. And this is how it is, and I feel, and I feel, and I can lay it all out. Do you out feel like feel you're fine. not ready to talk about it because it hurts bringing it up if you're not healed? Sometimes, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's not. So it feels case by case for me. But I love seeing that. Yeah, like you said, it's almost down the middle. Some people are okay with it, and. Uh, majority are still having a hard time sharing. Sometimes I think I'm a bit of an overshare. So I feel like I'm not. It's not that hard for me. But I also think that I go into it with confidence knowing that the people I'm choosing to tell, I fully trust them. Yeah. That is a game changer. Like, I don't think I would just tell a stranger my deepest, darkest secrets. But sometimes I've just picked up on energy of people and I will tell them very true things like that so i think if you feel it back just like you're saying energy is reciprocal sometimes i mean and you got to be careful with things like that obviously but i think that there is this feeling of it's okay to tell this person something sometimes and just knowing you know be smart about who you share your stories with and again if you're open and not all in your head and bogged down you can actually out of your own way people yes yes so this is a this Super Soul Sit Down was so super soulful. So Do we do our soul takeaway, though, what we're going to do? Yeah. So what I'm going to do, I don't know if you guys follow me on social media at Jamie Alexander, but you, you are should. more than welcome <laughs> to. But all month I'm talking about renewal of the mind. I It has something that has to be done. I can see where my edges are rough. I need a little polishing. And I think it's important. So I'm literally going to take my personal experiences and what comes to my mind in the morning and just share. So far, I've been getting great feedback today. It was about love and you mentioned something earlier about believe in yourself, and that was one of my points today. If you don't believe something great is possible for you, you'll settle. Mm-hmm. I don't got time for that. YOLO. So Literally, life is too <laughs> short. We don't have time for that. No. And we can't take advantage. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay focused on renewing my mind and um, my subconscious and do the best I can with my discipline and listening to me and seeing what I need to move forward. About you. Mine, just going back to believing in myself, I'm going to keep it very simple and I'm going to just take away these are three words and believe, literally believe those three words. And of course, we always want to know what you guys would do. We always want to do this together as a community. So after Buzz fans, please let us know. Write us in. And if you have any suggestions of next week's episode, we'll do the one coming out on Tuesday, tomorrow. So if you want us to cover anything specifically, please let us know. 
Yes, and lastly, if you have any wild moments, like she went on eleven hundred mile walk, I moved to New York by myself. You know, yeah. you've done some brave things. Have you guys had any wild moments where you're like, you know what, I need a change? If so, share it in the comments because we'd love to read it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been Super Soul Sit Down, same time, same place next week. I'm your host Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at HeyJ, H-A-Y-J underscore. We'll see you next Monday. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Bye. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.